Hullabaloo besties, welcome. This is a safe space to vent, talk shit, reflect, and most importantly, keep it real. It's better to trauma dump here so that we don't explode on innocent randos. Just, Just admit, admit it, it. You're, you're bothered. bothered. What's up, Delulu besties? Welcome back to another episode of Balancing the Bullshit. Hi. Hi, I missed you. I miss you too. Oh my God, everyone, it's been, how long has it been? Two weeks? A week? Oh. But it feels like. Feels like five months. Yeah, years. Literally. Yeah. So Karen went to Portugal last week. I am a changed woman. (laughs) She is a changed woman. I am healed. She's healed. I am healed too. Like, honestly, I feel like I've lived a thousand lives since I last assisted you. What? How are we always (laughs) on the same page? Literally, like. So much is, it's just crazy how much so much happens in such a short amount of time for us yeah. now. Like every, like every week it's like a new phase. It oh, feels like. Yeah. Like things used to take us so long to figure out and then grow from it. And now, yeah, it's like. Exactly. Every day, maybe not every day, but yeah, I know what you it, mean. It only takes a few days. So. Oh, and also another important update. Um, our life coach, Laura, has listened to our podcast now. We're not fired. <laughs> yeah, she didn't disown us. We're still her clients. We were really scared because we so told scary. her all of our, you know, ratchet, crazy stories. But like. Still, her hearing it on a, on podcast, a podcast, we were still scared. <laughs> we were scared that she was going to be like, You guys are a fucking disgrace. Y'all yeah. cannot be my clients. You cannot represent me. Stop bringing <laughs> up my name. Yeah, she's like, oh, She's always going to sue us. <laughs> yeah. And like, but no, she loved it and she's very she supportive. Supports. And she's going to come on as a guest at some point. So we have that to look forward to. Yeah, she held us. Now she can heal all of you guys. Yes, we're very excited about that. So I felt like it was like our proud mom. Like, yes. not that I see her as a mom, but when she reached out to us and was like, I'm so proud of you guys, it felt like that, you know? I'm like, yeah, oh. yeah, it felt like, okay, like we're doing something right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah it's oh, great. So nice. Uh, okay, so let's talk about. Okay, first let's talk about Portugal. So tell me about Portugal. What was your favorite thing? What did you learn? All the good oh. shit. Okay, it's hard because we did so much. We did really cool things. Like we did a boat for the sunset. We went out to the wine country and learned so much. Then we did like another day this tour. We went up to hike i don't know what the name of the mountain is but it was like we were on top of the world yeah so you could see the ocean the city it um it's crazy because you could see how tiny the city actually is and how huge the ocean is and it kind of just like when you're up there like she was like okay girls i'll let you go have your own moment up there i was Mm -hmm. like what does she mean because apparently it's known for like somebody way back when like built a church up there because it's supposed to be like really healing at the top of the mountain Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden i was like okay whatever i don't know what she's talking about like let's just go look at the view and it was like being one with nature Mm -hmm. which sounds crazy but it just made me realize like how we all get sucked into our lives and we think it's so important and you know, it's the end of the world when something happens. But then I was like, really like mother nature is the boss here. Like Mm -hmm. you could see how huge the ocean was and she could eat up the entire city in a second if she wanted to. Like it just was very humbling to see it from so high up. Like it just seeing how little the city was like, and it Mm -hmm. reminded me like, you know, with our egos, like we're not that big of a no, person. Like yeah. We're just one tiny little human being on the planet. And then even outside of planet, there's so many other planets. Like we're not, it's not the end of the world when something happens. Like we're not that special. Right. Yeah. It puts things into perspective. Yeah, it yeah. did. Oh my God. We ate so much amazing food, drank so much wine, Fun. walked a lot. Yeah. It was kind of like an eat, pray, love trip. Oh my God. I'd love that for you. And now I gained like 500 pounds. So I'm going to go run 500 miles. <laughs> you wrote a book called Manifesting a Size Zero. So you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I'll figure it out. It'll be okay. I know. When I was like, oh my God, I gained 500 pounds. And then I was like, wait, I should stop saying that. This is like the opposite. I'm going to manifest weight gain now. Right. Yeah. Practice what you preach. Yeah, literally. So we were, I forgot where we were going, but we were on a bus, like a three hour bus ride. And I was reading this book. It's called The Heart of Buddha's Teaching. And when I came across this section, I was like, oh my God, I want to bring this up on the podcast. I know Danny and all the Delulu besties are going to love this. Let's hear it. Okay. 
We have to learn the art of resting, allowing our body and mind to rest. If we have wounds in our body or our mind, we have to rest so they can heal themselves. Calming allows us to rest, and resting is a precondition for healing. When animals in the forest get wounded, they find a place to lie down, and they rest completely for many days. They don't think about food or anything else. They just rest, and they get the healing they need. We, When we humans get sick, we just worry. We look for doctors and medicine, but we don't stop. Even when we go to the beach or the mountains for a vacation, we don't rest, and we come back more tired than before. We have to learn to rest. I love that. Yeah. yeah it seems, it's like not just with being sick too, but if you're just trying to like heal from like a heartbreak or trauma or like something, anything are a lot of people just want to like, go, 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 go. Like, let me do the work. Let me get there as fast as possible. Yeah. Instead of taking Instead time of to rest and like, let it happen naturally when your body's like recovered and can handle. Yeah. That. Which I understand because this was another epiphany I had too, just being on the airplane and then being up, you know, with the clouds, I was like, "Why wow, it's so still up here. And then it reminded me of being back in the city when we're bombarded with cars, all the noise, all the people mm-hmm. passing by us, um, so many distractions, all the billboards, like there's so much chaos. So it's society that's like telling us to go, go, go. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're in the clouds, there's nothing else to do other than to rest. So like right. you wouldn't have anxiety up there. But that's also like especially true in American culture, like hustle culture. Okay, when we were talking on the other episode about how when my ex and I broke up in college, and then rather than taking time to rest, I and just, heal. yeah, and mm-hmm. heal, I just was like, okay, whatever, I'm moving on with my life, and then started partying, which was such a toxic choice. Mm-hmm. And then not even with that, just like even in work situations, I've had so many times in corporate life where like something's wrong. And rather than taking a step back to look at the big picture, which is way more effective in the long run, I'm like, no, 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 I got to work harder. I'll figure it out along the way. But like, yeah, resting. So important. I'm actually so happy you brought this up because it immediately makes me think of what I did this year. So like, as you know, and as I said on a previous episode, like I went through a really bad breakup at the beginning of the year that just kind of like destroyed me, not just because of him, but just like everything that I've been pushing back for so long, finally just like bubbled up. Yeah. Just resurfaced and I had to deal with it. And like, normally what I would have done is, you know, drink more, do drugs, like have sex. Like this was all like stuff that old me did. But this year I've done nothing. I took probably like a good six months of just resting. Like all but it was like the the healing kind of resting. You know, I didn't, I stopped pushing myself. I just like stayed, spent a lot of time alone, just figuring out like, how can I make sure that I don't go through another situation like that again? And just yeah. taking, taking time to be by myself and like reading, journaling, meditating. Like I got into all of that this year and I've never done that before. And it was just, to me, that was just very restorative rest. Like it was nothing that was, exhausting me you know I wasn't going out exhausting myself trying to like get you know attention from other people validation from other people I was just trying to do it all by myself um and it worked I can like it definitely works so rest yeah everyone it's huge and going back to my trip I would say overall the biggest thing I learned like why it was such a healing trip is because they are so authentic in Portugal Everyone, all of our tour guides were so cool. Mm -hmm. Like here, everyone in America is just so uptight and serious and professional, even a tour guide, you know, like they're they're telling you the information, but they're not acting like your friend. Like these people, I felt like we were family. Like they just are so relaxed. And you know how all of Europe, like they all drink wine. And Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, Court and I drank so much wine there, but it was really cool just all day long like during the work day or at nighttime in the evening, just seeing people like all coming together and laughing and drinking wine together. I was like, yeah, wow. Even if people go out here in the U S like to happy hour, they're not laughing and having a good time. They're all just sitting there miserable, complaining about how awful their office day job is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so beautiful too. And it's also like, they're all, everyone there is a community and it's not like here where I feel like we try to, one up each other all the time like with status like status what you're wearing how much money you make like what kind of job you have like that's a big driver 
of conversations here and just how people interact with each other. And there, everyone's kind of on the same, we talked about this, how everyone's kind of on the same level. Like everyone. I didn't see a big difference between like poverty and wealth. Everyone just seemed way more equal than here in the US. Yeah. And that's, I mean, a big part of it is because like, their money and economy situation is not the same as it is here where like, you know, they definitely make less money, but everyone's on more equal. It's not such a big gap between the high class and low class. It's like everyone's not, everyone's at the exact same, but everyone's on a more level playing field. So yeah, I just think that sounds like something that we're missing here. Yeah. Yeah. And it, Help me to see that. It helped me to give myself grace because I, the only reason why I have even opened my eyes to all this and you is because of Laura, but now seeing it play out there in another country, the way that they live lives and like how they value family. I was like, okay, well, it makes sense that I've lived life in such a different way. Yeah, because of the way our economy set up, the mm-hmm. way like we're bombarded with media and advertisements always telling us we're not good enough. So it makes sense why it was hard for me to even understand what Laura was explaining to me. And now I feel like this was the icing on the cake, just seeing it like in real life in mm-hmm. Europe. No, I think that's really cool. And I think if we could get, can you imagine if we could get everyone in the world kind of on that same page? Holy shit. Like how much we could accomplish and how much yes. happier everyone would be. Like if so we could just happy. stop all competing with each other and stop letting everything revolve around money yes. and status. And, like, have everyone be able to do, you know, contribute in a way that brings them joy, I guess. So If everyone could be their authentic selves mm-hmm. and then find a way to make money around that, could you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I feel like, you know, it's possible. It's not an impossible thing to do, but it's just going to take so much waking up for so many people. Yeah. And I do. I, I've been listening to a podcast about this. I think it's definitely starting like people are starting to wake up, especially since COVID. Yeah. Um, like imagine how different or remember how different we were like oh, pre-COVID. Yeah. like that really set things in perspective for a lot of people. Thank God. And as slowly, I think a lot of people are slowly waking up. Um, it's different speed for everyone, of course, but yeah, I think I'm crossing my fingers. We're on a track to get there someday. Yeah. Where, like, the way we're living, especially here in the U.S., is not how it's going to be. It's not sustainable to be like this. No, it's not. Yeah, for the rest of eternity. And Portugal, they have been around, I think they said it was, like, somewhere around, like, 1100. And then the U.S. has only been around since, like, 1700. So one of the tour guides from when we did the wine country, he was, like, a huge history nerd. So Mm -hmm. I didn't know all this. Um but yeah, he was saying they went through a similar thing. Like they just been around a lot longer than the U S so they've learned from their mistakes. So mm-hmm. he was like, I think eventually the U S will also evolve. Because, yeah. Exactly. Like what you said, it's not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. But like at the winery, the cutest freaking thing. So we went to three wineries. They fed us at the second one and they are willing. This was like very like mom and pop, like cute vibes. They were telling us how they're willing to not make as much money just to not make it like not to mass produce because they want to keep that authenticity. And they would rather, you know, have less customers because they're going to buy at a higher price, which Mm. is true when you know, they feel at home, which is true. That was the only winery that I brought a bottle back home from. And they fed us lunch there. And it was a home cooked meal. It was like six people from the tour. And yeah, this old lady brought it out. She cooked it all herself. It was the cutest thing. And I just was like, wow, we don't ever get these kind of experiences in the US. And it just like, it grounded me and brought me back home to like what really matters. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, like you said, you're not going to find that in the United States at all. It's all revolved around money and how can we get as many customers as possible, sell as much as possible. So I love that. And I had a similar experience in Ireland when I went a couple of months ago. Like people there are just so friendly, um, so kind. You know, everyone seemed to be in, you know, on the same playing field as far as like money wise and everything. It, it just seems like such a better place than the United yeah, States. Like I know, capitalism. I know, I know, like we, we have, we're very lucky to live here in the US. Yes. Um, we have a lot to be grateful yes, for. Yeah. I'm not saying I, you know, I'm, 
hate it or anything, but I just it just was eye opening. Yeah, yeah, a mix would be nice. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of money, another healing thing. Okay, you know how I was telling you about the guy that I'm seeing right now and when I got the biggest ick before I left for the trip. So, yeah, just remind everyone in case, because I don't know if we've mentioned this person before. So you've been seeing, sort. you've been dating. Yeah, for like a month. Yeah. Yes, because I was saying we went on a date a few weeks ago and he, I was like, well, he's not love bombing me. So yes. that's So we did talk about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So this guy. So, okay. In his defense, he was sharing a house with his ex-girlfriend and then they broke up and she just left him to pay the rent on his own. Mm-hmm. So... It seems like maybe it's just a little tight. I don't know. I don't really know what his financial situation is, but he just had started to make some comments. And okay, let me preface this with saying so far, I have noticed a lot of green flags. Like for starters, I the most important thing is just what we're talking about. Like I don't have anxiety, no butterflies, which we know is anxiety. Like I just feel very calm and safe around him, which I know very is important. very mm-hmm. hard to find and very important. Yeah, because so many other guys that I date and everyone like you don't realize that you're not being yourself because you're so caught up on wondering like, well, does he like me? And then you just want to try harder. to be someone to get them to like you. Yes. Yeah. You're trying to be someone you're not. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, but it's hard to walk away because you're like, let me just try harder. Like it, we need more time and mm-hmm. then it'll, but with this guy, it's only been a month. And ever since day one, I have showed up as like my messy, authentic self. I just feel so comfortable and I don't feel like I'm not worried overplaying everything in my head mm-hmm. so it's really nice i've never had this feeling but okay the egg that i got <laughs> oh, um, no, i hate the egg <laughs> i know it was so bad okay so when he first asked for my number when i met him he made some comment about like oh and then you, yeah you could take me out for a drink which obviously he was trying to flirt but mm-hmm. i was like what okay that's weird <laughs> you're gonna pay and then after he paid for the first two dates and then after that he was like okay you have to get the next one and i don't know like what my face said but it probably i can only imagine like because i know that does not or used to not fly with you yeah (laughs) Yeah. no especially like from all the previous guys that i've dated that like take me on trips buy me handbags shoes like whatever well these were also guys that were like making they sucked but they were making lots of money yeah which i know was not normal for their age yeah so i'm trying to humble myself and bring myself back down to earth but i was going back and forth because i was like well i mean should i just accept what i like if all my exes are millionaires whatever like i do i really have to force myself to change who i am like should i just accept this like superficial part of me i don't know i like kept going back and forth i couldn't figure out why i was being so caught up in my head about this and then before i left for portugal i was like oh i want to see you before i leave and he texted me the day that we're supposed to hang out and he was like i'm craving steak do you want to go get steak and so i was like sure and he just moved here not too long ago. So he was, do you have any recommendations? And he was like, nothing like too fancy. What does that even mean? Like, like Applebee's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, I'm not going to eat an Applebee. So I was like, what? And I knew this was bound to happen because the same thing happened for sushi. When he was like on the state date, second date, we went to sushi and he was like, do you have any recommendations? I just didn't reply. And then he texted me again. I was like, okay, what about this place? I just found it online Mm -hmm. because I was like, I don't have, I don't know what his budget is. I don't know any like low budget. I don't know. That just makes me so uncomfortable. I just real quick. I just have to say, it's so funny. Like the difference in like straight dating and gay dating, like, especially for me, like I do, I do not care like what type of place we go to. Like the, I, like honestly, I don't know if I go to Applebee's. Like that's pushing it. Okay, but like no. I would go to like Chili's. You know, like as a, like Ew. I honestly would. What? Yeah. Wow. Maybe not for like one of the first like one or two. Maybe that might be a little more later, like fourth, fifth, maybe down there. But for me, like that type of stuff doesn't matter. And also, splitting checks is a hundred percent a thing. That is wild. Like yeah, I'm. I mean, I have paid for someone's dinner before and they paid for mine, but like, that's very rare. Like, that's just not a thing. 
in okay, my world. In my <laughs> defense, in my defense, the reason why I'm corrupted, I think, because obviously, yeah, it's normal for like right out of college. We've been in our 20s. We're not all like millionaires yet, but... I, right out of college, went into selling custom clothing, which is Mm -hmm. very expensive. So I was selling to CEOs. And obviously, it's like the company wants to hire hot girls because, like, that's what CEOs, Mm -hmm. like, want. And so I think that changed me. And even one of my clients one time, like, we – one of the other sales reps and I went to lunch with him and he was like, girls, it's going to be really hard for you guys to find a boyfriend moving forward because like you're always getting wined and dined by all of us. Yeah, like, your all the expectations clients. are set so high now. Yeah, that's what he said. And he was like, this isn't normal, but like I'm just letting you know, like if you try to bring yourself back down, it's, y'all are going to get the ick pretty much. Is yeah, what he said. Is what's and so I'm trying really hard to fight it and be like, no, 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 I've got to like be chill and like, just go with it. And I, yeah. I will just say, and I think you're go- getting to this point, but like for me, like going somewhere for so the example, I'll use Chili's like somewhere that's not fancy. That's not like a typical date place. Like for me, that doesn't matter. I'm, I'm there to like get to know you and spend quality time with you. Like the, as long as we're eating somewhere that's like enjoyable and we're both having an enjoyable experience, like that's all that matters. To yes, me. I agree. Yeah. And I do know like even Laura had told me this because I would get confused when she'd be like, Karen, this guy sucks. And I'd be like, well, he bought me this really nice handbag. Obviously he like thought of me when he was out and about like in Paris or his work trip or whatever. She was Mm -hmm. like, no, but he's like buying your love basically. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So, okay. Going back to the steak dinner. Um, I recommended this one place. It's pretty close to my apartment downtown. And it's, I mean, even like, again, I started going to this place for happy hours when I worked at custom clothing because like we would put it on the company card. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. Fucking judge me. But like, I don't go to chain <laughs> <am>. restaurants. <laughs> 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 and so I was like, but look this place up. So we get there and we order drinks. And then he goes, do you want to leave? I don't want to pay for this. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Now that's like, if you're already there, like, yeah, there. <laughs> I was like, what? Which, and then I just had a lot of thoughts. So we ended up leaving. A lot of thoughts. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Then we went to Ruth Chris's right down the street, which is probably the same place. But Like same price wise, Yeah, I think so. But it is a chain. Yeah, it's a chain. So I was like, is this guy just more comfortable with chain restaurants versus like, because the place I had gone to or wanted to take us to where we left, it's like there's only one of those in Austin. So it seems yeah. more like pretentious. But that's what I like about Austin, those places that like, I you can't get anywhere mm-hmm. else. And I it has something to do with being pretentious. I don't know. Maybe I've just been here for so long. Mm-hmm. I don't, and that's kind of what I told him because he was like shocked by everything. I guess like the atmosphere there, like. I guess it seemed bougie because the lights were turned down and the price. I was like, I don't know. Like, I get what you're saying, but maybe I've just been here for so long. This is just kind of what I've yeah. been pushed into. These are all mm-hmm. the places I go to somehow. I don't know what to tell you. Well, then we go to the chain restaurant and I was like, I pulled my card out and I was like, oh, here, do you want to split it? And he said, yes. And then I just was really shook. <laughs> like, who the fuck asks me out to go eat steak and then, like, doesn't pay for it? Obviously, mm. friends, like, if you texted me, obviously, yeah. I'm going to pay for my own. like, home. a date. Yeah, You're a date. Yeah. I was so shook, and I had the biggest ick. And I know this from experience of, like, living life on this spiritual path that it's never about the money. And we've talked about this before on mm. the last episode, how – it's never about the money. There's something else lying underneath that. So I just was wondering like, okay, why is a 33 year old man not able to pay for a steak dinner for like the both of us? Like if you're not there with your finances, what are, what have you been doing with your career? Like, are you not ambitious or driven? And if you're Mm -hmm. not, are you insecure or like what got you to this point? Like, why are you not doing more? Mm Mm-hmm. So my plan, because I had the ick so bad, was just to go to Europe and kind of fizzle out and never talk to him again. But then the trip was so healing that it just brought me back down to earth. And it just the money thing like kind of just dissolved from my head. I realized I was worrying about because right now, like 
I'm trying to get, you know, I'm becoming an entrepreneur. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to make money by mm-hmm. not being in corporate America, how I'm going to like provide a living for myself. So I don't want to be blowing all my money on steak yeah. dinners either. So, and you wouldn't want someone to judge you for that either. Like, exactly. So you were kind of, were able to take a step back and be like, oh, it's not kind of right for me to think and judge someone this way when. I'm, I'm not in the best page. situation either, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it does go back to what we were saying, like, what was I expecting for him to pay for it all? But then that's just going to distract me because then it's like I'm getting this shiny dating experience, which right. is going to trick my brain into thinking that I like him. Oh my God, so true. Yeah, because that shit doesn't matter, really. Yeah, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then what else am I worrying about? So, like, right now in the present moment, I'm okay with neither one of us, like, going out, falling out, blowing our money because we're both still building our careers and trying to figure ourselves out. And like, I don't want, I will say with all the millionaires that I've dated in the past, it did make me feel insecure how they already had it figured out. And I was always hesitant to open up about like what a roller coaster my career was because mm-hmm. I just, well, I was like, well, they have it figured out. Like they're going to be turned off because I'm not perfect like them kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And then, but also at the same time, it was also drawing you to them. Like, Oh, let me try to prove myself. Yes. So my worth. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like, uh, like bad from all angles. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I agree. And so anyway, in Portugal, I just, with that being out of my mind, because I think what happened in Portugal is like my cup was just completely filled. Like I, it was already filled for the most part because of all the healing that I've done with Laura. Mm-hmm. But I think it was the icing on the cake that I needed to fill up like the last of my cup and just be fully content with myself and not need anyone or anything else to like validate anything within me. Like Mm -hmm. I am now completely validated. And I think that last piece of the icing on the cake I needed was just to be reminded of like the truly important things like family, just being authentic, like spending time with good people, like nothing at all with money. And so with money just stomping on my mind, I realized that I kind of like him. Oh my God. Yay. I mean, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. And I have to say, like, I've known you obviously for a very long time and I've, we've never, I mean, I agree. Money is important to me too. And I do want that for myself. And I want to be with someone who has ambition, even if they, if they don't have, you know, what we would consider a good amount of money, like at least have ambition to get there. Yes. But also at the same time, like we, we mentioned this on, I can't remember the last episode or the one before that, like money doesn't have anything to do with them as a person or you as a person yes nothing so that's just kind of one of those distracting things like you said um and yeah and I've always I've known that's been really important to you for a long time and I I've always thought I don't know if I've ever said it but like that's like kind of just like an old school way of going about dating which I mean I get it but I think we're finally at part of like growing up and just connecting to your higher self and being spiritual is like realizing that's not really a priority we should be worrying about. Yeah. Like I agree ambition and drive is, and I think money is always going to come with that. So, and and I, it, it sounds like he has that. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's all that matters really. And I think also it's just kind of funny. Like look at all the rich guys you've dated. They've all been shit. Yeah. Like they've all sucked sucked like those two money and like being a shitty person unfortunately go hand in hand for like so many people yeah and i think you were looking for someone with money that's what you're wanting so of course the universe is like giving you that yeah it's like here you go here's another rich guy but it's not for you like those types of guys are well maybe there's some but like the majority of them are not for you and that's why it's never working out and the universe just keeps giving you here's another guy here's another guy and it's like eventually you'll wake up what you have and like learn realize like oh yeah this was like a test every time like your dating life has been such a test it has been for me too in other ways but like every time the universe is just giving you a test and you've been like failing until now that's what i realized too i was like i trust like my energy so much like i have i meditate every day i do yoga like i do so much spiritually and i really do trust that everything like happens for me not 
to me or against me. And like everything, I go with the flow and my life has been pretty amazing Mm -hmm. ever since I started living life that way. And whenever I start to control things, that's when life gets really shitty. So I was like, okay, if the universe brought me this guy for like, for whatever reason, my energy attracted him, like pulled him in towards me at the dog park because he approached me and he's still been around. It's already been a month. Like maybe I should just stop because if you think about it, what I was worrying about since right now in the present moment, I am okay with where we are financially. I was just worrying about the future. Like, well, mm-hmm. is he, what if we end up having a family? I don't even fucking want kids first of all, but this is where my head went. Like, well, is he going to be able to provide? Like and you're just making up kids? Yeah. I'm just like scenarios. making up shit about the future. Like a crazy person when I've known this guy for like two minutes, which is like rule number one of like controlling your anxiety is like, stay present and don't think don't make up these stories which we as much work as we've done we still fall into that yes oh and another thing i've read this and a book that i've read recently and online also just some studies have have been saying like you actually can be more successful with a partner so if you're with someone who is like truly a good match for you and you really uplift each other and motivate each other That's going to like push you guys to like, you're secure in your relationship at home. So now you can go out and you have like all this energy and all the support to like really go out and reach your goals. Wait, that makes so much sense. And that's, that's something I always forget about. So like, I have hope, like, say you do guys, you guys do end up together. Like this could be like a good thing for both of you to like move forward in your careers and like actually bring in the money. Cause like, yeah, that's like, it's harder to do it by yourself, apparently. Studies huh. have shown. Like, Interesting. Yeah. And I know a lot of people do it, but like, you know, think of the people who like really get rich and they're single. Like, these are like those shitty guys that you're dating. Like, they're so unhappy. They had yeah. to like just kind of they're forget so them. Empty. Yeah, empty. Like, forget who they are and to get to where they want to be. Like, and I thought about all of them. And I think actually, this is probably what I needed to hear because I hadn't heard this before, but I was thinking about them the other day, like all my exes. And I was like, yes, I want somebody who's successful and, you know, like has made it on their own. But then, yeah, it's something about once they've made it on their own, it's almost like they don't need anything from anyone. And that's why they're so closed off. And so that kind of makes sense. I don't know if, it made sense in my head. No, I, that is definitely part of it. Yeah, it's just, I think the whole idea is just being with a partner who supports you unconditionally. Like, you feel secure and happy. You're you're finally able to just, like, be yourself. And you have no distractions, no anxieties and everything. That type of, like, clear-mindedness is going to allow you both to, like, go out and accomplish, like, all these Cute. goals and everything that you want to. Yeah. So when I read that, that was like, that was a huge eye opener. That's eye opening. Yeah. And I will say, okay, I mean, again, granted, it's only been one month, but teaser, we're going to have Miss America on the podcast soon. Oh, I'm so it. excited. Yes. And it's only because of him. He, one day, I don't know what we're talking about, something about the podcast. And he was like, you should bring on celebrities or like NFL players. So I was like, what the fuck? I don't know any celebrities, right. but then it planted the scene in my head. And then I started thinking of all these people that I actually do know. And it gave me ideas. Yeah. See, yeah. So like just having like that support system, someone who's there supporting you and pushing you like in a good way. Like, and yeah. what also happened is, you know, Laura, the whole reason why I was avoiding her was because I didn't want to admit that I started dating after I said I wouldn't. And the whole reason why we even came to that agreement is because what like when you approach dating as just friends, then you're able to get to know each other without those expectations of like, you have to pay for my dinner. Like it cuts out the superficial, like surface level bullshit in the mm-hmm. beginning, like the initial stages. And that's kind of where we're at now. So this past weekend we hung out and now we're on the same page. Like I don't want to, I don't want him to ask me out to dinner for me to pay for it. I don't want to mm-hmm. be in that uncomfortable situation again. I don't think he does either. And so now we're able to just truly hang out like we would with friends. We play tennis. We took the dogs on the hike. And these are yeah. the things that I love the most, like doing activities, like what feeds my soul. It is, it does make way more sense to get to know somebody this way versus like the shiny whining and dining. Whining and dining. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think this is so huge. Like this is a big growth. This is literally a first in my entire life. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is crazy. 
And it is just nice. I've been noticing a change, like how I value going back to my relationship with my ex in college. Like I did have the safety and like the comfort, but it was chill. It wasn't, it was boring to me at the time. Mm -hmm. And I wanted, you know, like the adventure, I guess you could call it adventure, but like the one night stands, like that rush and the high of like getting attention from guys all the time. And now just being back in Europe and like thinking about him, like when we talked a few nights, I was like, I'm excited to go back to him. Like, Cause it was kind of the theme, like the whole trip. It wasn't like I was on a high. It was like very eat, pray, love, like very chill, Mm -hmm. like feeding my soul. And it just, yeah. Like when I'm with him and I don't even know how to explain it. Cause it's just a feeling I've never had this before other than like, I guess in college when I didn't appreciate it cause I wasn't healed, but like, I just feel safe and confident and secure. Mm -hmm. And it's just so nice to finally actually want this and not like want something unhealthy and toxic. Yeah. I agree. I'm super happy for you. And I know, yeah, every person you've dated this year has like been pushing you, even if it it didn't work out for the ones that didn't work out, it's been pushing you more and more to realize like what you want and what you deserve and like just kind of how to date healthy Okay, this is going to sound crazy, but I swear, yeah, all the other guys that I've dated this year were like small tests from the universe and Mm -hmm. the test got harder and harder every time. And this happens like with manifesting too. Like it's like the universe is testing you to see if you are capable. Like for example, with money, it's like the easiest example. If you're wanting to manifest money, but you're not, how did I explain it in my course? Oh, like, okay. Somebody who has the habits of think of like a rich person who lives on a golf course Mm -hmm. that they are disciplined. They get up like every day, let's say at 7am and they have good hygiene and they have an HOA. So they have to keep up with their lawn. Like they just, they're disciplined. Mm -hmm. And then think about somebody who is underprivileged in like a low income neighborhood. They're probably not as disciplined. Their house isn't kept up as nicely. I'm just trying to like paint the picture here. Mm And so say like somebody from the low income household is trying to manifest money, the universe will give that to you, but it's going to send you tests along the way because it's got to get you to that point where you're disciplined enough to be able to maintain, to sustain the money. Mm-hmm. And so I think same with my relationships all this year, not relationships, but like everybody I dated, I think it got harder and harder every time because I think the universe wanted to see like if I was actually going to communicate now and stand up for myself and Mm -hmm. turn the guys away that don't treat me right before it handed me a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. It's such a, such a beautiful thing too. Like, and you finally learned and the same thing has been happening to me. I mean, my whole life, like the guys I go after are not right for me. It's just been a test every single time and it gets harder and harder. And every time it doesn't work out, it's harder and harder um, I guess we can switch over to my dating life yes, now please. Yeah, to update you guys. So I had that really bad breakup in January and I actually have not dated a single person until October. So about That's crazy. 10 months. Yeah. You used to be boy crazy. I know. Like I would, like I would need to like go on a date ever so often to like yeah. feel, just feel anything, feel validated. Like I was always looking for. A relationship yeah like you my were. whole life like that's what I thought was going to fix me nothing was wrong with me but I thought that was what was going to make me feel better like fill the void yeah yeah like I was looking for someone to always make me feel happy and distract me from myself and yeah. like everything I didn't like about myself so anyway I had this really bad breakup in January that just like absolutely crushed me I had to deal with all the trauma that I've dealt with since being a child, really. Um, So yeah, it's been a very healing year, extremely healing year. Um, And I finally, I had, it's been about 10 months, yeah, and I finally had decided, I met a guy online, of course, um, and I, we started chatting, and I was like, okay, maybe it's time I go on a date again, like, let's just see what happens because we uh you know it's one of those that we connected really well over text like let's see if it translates in person and we had three dates 
uh, in the span of one week. So it was a lot of dates in one week. Yeah. But we, we did really connect. I actually, it felt different because I hadn't had that type of connection. I feel like with someone I was dating before. So it kind of made me think, Oh, maybe this is right. Like maybe I, I finally learned I'm finally doing things right. Yeah, we, we were just able to to talk really deeply and just personalities match really well. Lots of laughing, lots of, you know, a mixture of like being funny and laughing and a mixture of, you know, talking deep about, you know, everything, life and past and all this stuff. Like, was very vulnerable. We were very vulnerable with each other. Everything seemed great, but I still felt extremely anxious. Not when we were together, but like anytime we weren't together, I was feeling extremely anxious and I was getting frustrated and I was like, God damn it. Like, why am I still feeling anxious? I've worked so fucking hard to fix this about myself. And by the way, you're never this anxious attachment. Anxiety is never something that's like going to be fixed. It's like, it's just learning how to deal with it and manage it and get out of it sooner rather than spiraling and lasting, you know, being super anxious or super depressed for like long periods of time. It's more about how you can recognize it quicker and talk yourself out of it, pull yourself out of it, whatever you want to call it. Like it's, yeah, it's never going to be fixed or completely healed in that way. And that's something so important that you taught me actually, Mm -hmm. because the first step in all this therapy work was realizing that I even had an anxious attachment style. And then I immediately wanted to fix it because I wanted to fix myself because that's what I wanted to do my whole life because I've never been perfect enough, you know, from Mm -hmm. all the trauma from childhood. And so I wanted to be like, okay, well, how, like, what do I need to do to like stop chasing guys? And so I think when you explained all of this to me, it's so important because you just like, don't try to change yourself. Just accept it. It is what it is like, accept yourself with the wounds mm-hmm. that you have and then just manage how to work around that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So basically um, I was just getting frustrated. Like, why am I still feeling like this? And then, then on our third day, I was like, well, why don't I just try talking to him about it and like telling him how I'm feeling, uh, just being open, honest, vulnerable, like maybe that will, bring us closer and fix this. <laughs> okay, no. First, Danny was texting me. He was like, I just, I don't know. I just want him like <laughs> to find a reason to not like me. And I was I like, or you could just try communicating and maybe being vulnerable for the first time ever. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. Let me... <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give, yeah. So basically I did do that and we did talk about which comments. I'm so proud of you because that's very hard. It is especially hard, especially yeah. after only three days to really be vulnerable. Yeah, I'm so yeah. proud of you. So, like, thank you. And luckily, like, we did have that close connection where it wasn't it was uncomfortable, but like, it was also once I got it out, it was totally fine. Like, he was very respectful and um, you know very reassuring and asked like, "What can I do to make you not feel that way?" Like, it was great. Um, and, and sorry, I keep interrupting you. Yeah. That's the thing too, though. It's like we build up all this anxiety in our heads of why we're so scared to talk to the person and just be honest. Even with a boss at work, I would always have this issue. But when you're honest, then it gives you it the op- it gives you the opportunity to either kill the relationship, which mm-hmm. good if you if that relationship is toxic and it needs to be pushed out of your life, then good, kill it like sooner rather than later. Or it'll give you the opportunity to communicate and build something good. Yeah. So it's like, you just got to work through that shit in your head. And then Mm -hmm. once you actually do it, it's great. It's actually not that scary at all. It's like, no, yeah, it actually felt so good to be able to say that. And so, yeah, we had that talk. I felt super good. And like the anxiety actually went away for a few days. And then he had said something over text that just immediately made the anxiety come back. But I wasn't able to like pinpoint the exact moment. Like I wasn't able to connect that this comment was what made my anxiety come back. I was just like, it just, I just noticed over time. I was like, oh, great. Like it's back. Like what, what now? I was like, okay, like I'm still feeling off. What like now? something, you know, why am I feeling like this? And I actually spent that whole weekend. Well, I actually didn't have a choice. All of my friends were out of town. And so I had nothing to do except stay with by myself all weekend, which I wanted to do. I was very happy to do. And yeah. so I just spent my whole weekend just kind of journaling, not just about this. I don't want to make it sound like I was so like, obsessive about this. Did you this. make candles? <laughs> I haven't made the candles yet, but oh, I need to. Yeah, you- um, but, um, you know, I spent a lot of time journaling and just thinking about it. And it finally 
clicked for me, like the comment that was made, that's why I was starting to feel anxious. And the reason I was feeling anxious is because I realized we weren't necessarily as good as a match as I thought. Like I was so confident about us being a match and I had just gotten carried away with like, oh, all these boxes he checks. I was ignoring any sort of red flag at all, which is what I always do. Like I'll never think of the red flag until like it builds up. We have a really bad breakup. And then months later, then I'll probably realize like, oh yeah, like I could have caught this from the very beginning. And I'm not saying this guy is great. He's nothing like any shitty ex I've had or anything like that. But still still, better. Yeah, still an improvement. But there was just there was some comments that had been made. It wasn't just this one comment. There have been other comments, you know, within our first few first week of talking. By the way, this is only a span of two weeks. So it's very (laughs) short. Um, week and a half maybe. The days go so fast. Like your last relationship was what, three months? Like three or four months. And it's like if that were straight people, that would have been a span of like a year yeah, at least. But for gay people, it's probably like almost a year. Three or four months would probably almost be. Wow. <laughs> like, we need to come up like, you know how dog years. It's yeah, like, there's some There like, needs to be like gay years. <laughs> I'll make like a chart. Yes. <laughs> um, so, and then it's it just kind of like some light bulbs started going off. I was like, oh, if I would have listened to my intuition from day one, like our very first date, like I could actually think back and listen like, Oh, if I would have caught that then, I would have known to maybe take it slower or maybe realize that this is not the a match. But instead I just got carried away and I didn't realize these things. And so yeah, when I realized that, I was like, okay, well, I have to talk to him. Like I don't I wouldn't be able to move forward with knowing yeah, I guess this information that I know now. Uh, and basically, you know, I won't get too much into it, but it was just some um, insecurity issues and which i have had terribly in the past like yeah no judgment yeah i don't judge at all and it was just something i can't look past because i've worked so hard to get past i don't want that didn't want that to rub off me i didn't want to be around that anymore i didn't want it to bring me back to that place like one of the top three things that i've learned that i need in a relationship is someone who's secure because me being an anxious anxiously attached person I need someone who's secure like that's if I'm with someone who is avoidant or anxiously, anxiously attached, that's just going to make me anxious. Yeah. And like we said, like you're never going to get rid of that anxiety. Like you just have to learn how to manage it, but you also have to be with someone who isn't going to make you feel like that. Yeah. And you know, he wasn't doing it on purpose and he wasn't, he's not even an avoidant person. So it's not like he was, you know, being distant or anything to make me feel that way he was very you know very communicative like, it sounds like he was vulnerable too yeah very vulnerable like all just of our, weren't a good fit yeah it was like he was also anxiously attached like we both mm-hmm. uh, like said like came to that realization and you know he had some of the exact same issues that i had like earlier this year even so it's like i'm not judging and you know they weren't like bad it wasn't like he was being destructive about it or you know, it was really toxic or anything like that. It was just something like I have my standards set now. That's something I just couldn't move forward with unless that was worked on. So I, this is basically what I, what What's I told them. book that you read? Attached. Okay. Everyone so, needs to go read that book. Yeah. Attached. I forgot the author, but attached, you just Google it. You'll find it very easily. An amazing book, especially if you have, uh, even if you were, dating and you feel like you have attachment issues still read it. it tells you how to cope with kind of like if you're an anxiously attached person or avoidantly attached person in and out of relationships so because yeah, this book. has changed the game for us yeah yeah exactly like i read this was the first book i read after that terrible breakup i had because mm. like that was like one of the main things i wanted to fix was like how oh, i approach dating yeah and it was very helpful so And one other thing, I know you had said this to me, which you pretty much just said, but how like you had noticed the one red flag about, I forgot what he said, but something that kind of made you think he was insecure on the first date. But obviously on a first date, if it's going well, Mm -hmm. it's very easy to overlook that because then so many other good things happen that kind of like distract you and cloud your judgment. So I always preach about manifesting, which pretty much just means listening to your intuition and being your authentic self and going back to you very easily looking over that red flag on the first day. 
that it's so hard to listen to your intuition. Mm -hmm. And this is a prime example. So the more that you practice, like how Danny now realized it, and now next time he's probably going to listen to his intuition a lot sooner. Oh, yeah. Maybe not the first day. I mean, I'm sure for you, you will, because you've had so much practice. But even for someone else, like you, it's like peeling off the onion later, like layer one at a time like just taking baby steps so like maybe if you're not picking up the red flags on the first date but maybe next time you'll pick it up on like the second or third and so the more that you start to listen and honor your intuition then the easier it becomes and the louder that your intuition becomes because that's how you start to build the relationship with it and then you get to a point where you are so familiar where you're absolutely sure this is my intuition talking to me the anxiety is coming up for whatever the, re- mm-hmm. whatever the reason it hasn't played out yet in real life. So I can't put logical sense to it, but I'm going to walk away now because I trust my anxiety and my intuition and I don't need to stick around to see how it plays out. Yeah. And that's when life gets really good. Yeah. Yeah. And it stops being destructive. A hundred percent. And that was literally what was happening to me. Like after our first date, my intuition was like, screaming at me but I wasn't able to interpret it as my intuition telling me like don't go down this route or maybe take it slower at least like it was it was just I was feeling as anxiety I was not sleeping I was like so anxious it was like ridiculous like I the funny thing is like he's I mentioned he's anxious too like anxiously attached too so like when two anxiously attached people get together, I'm still the one who ended up anxious because he was like not anxious at all. Like we talked about it. He was like totally fine. I made him feel like so comfortable and so secure and everything. And um, yeah, that's just, that that just goes to show like how much of an anxious person I am. But I also think it goes to show like how much more I'm kind of like connecting to my intuition because my body knew. Yeah, Yeah. And more to my point, you have already healed so many other parts of your life. You're very calm throughout the day. Like you're not mm-hmm. filled with anxiety. So now that this came up, it was easier for you to pinpoint it within what two weeks that, oh, I'm correlating the anxiety to dating. Yeah. But you only got to this point because you started taking baby steps at pinpointing your anxiety and to what it was relating to and what was the deep rooted issue. So like for someone starting out, their entire day is probably so chaotic. It's going to be hard for them to pinpoint what the anxiety is leading to. And so this is my point. Like the more that you slowly do it, the easier that'll get, like the more that your life will heal and everything will be calm. And so then if one thing happens, you'll easily be able to know like, Oh, this is why I'm getting the anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. And I can, I can tell you like for sure, if this would have happened last year, even I would have, just stayed anxious. I would have never had a conversation with them about it. I would have continued seeing him until eventually things just like ended, maybe it ended badly, maybe it just fizzled out. But either way, I would have ended up super hurt. I would have been like blaming myself. I would have probably all blown up in your face. Yeah. And I would have, I know I would have ended up like, what did I do wrong? Or like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. It's just really amazing that I was able to pick that up within, you know, a span of a week and a half. And like, like you said, next time it'll just get shorter. And you know, and it ended really well with him. Like we actually decided we're still going to be friends because we really do enjoy each other's company. And I haven't really connected with anyone like that in a, ever really like wow. a date, like a, at least another guy like that. So, so mature. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, even him, and it, it ended up being a mutual decision because he was uh, on the same, not the same page as I was, but he also just wasn't feeling it. I took it as me being a secure more much more secure person i wasn't making him anxious him someone who is anxiously attached he just wasn't feeling that spark with Mm. me that maybe someone who was making him feel anxious he would feel yeah it sounds like he's not healed enough like he still needs to feed off of the anxiety yeah and that's just i'm not yeah i'm not saying that's exactly what it is but that's just kind of like we have what it sounds like what it sounds like i don't want yeah i think he's an amazing person but yeah that's um that's how no judgment i've been there (laughs) yeah that's how mine uh my situation ended and yeah so still single but very proud yes and this actually reminds me of something that it's actually again universe just throwing me signs all the time i just came across this random tweet when all this was happening and it's called Projective identification. I sent it to you. Did you look it up? 
Yes. And I thought I understood it. And then I kept reading it. And I was like, wait, I, I need you to explain it. Okay. Yeah. I think it just relates kind of to what we're both been going through. So oh, I'll just perfect. read you the definition first, and then we can talk about it. So uh, in psychoanalysis, projective identification is a defense mechanism in which the individual projects qualities that are unacceptable to the self onto another person, and that person interjects the projected qualities and believes him or herself to be characterized by them appropriately and justifiably. So it's a kind of confusing definition, but yeah, basically, what, what, it, basically like, huh? what it means is like, say you go on a date with someone who, or it doesn't have to be a date, you meet a client or a friend or something, a new person, and they have these insecurities that they're avoiding, they're like trying to ignore, but they are maybe through a comment or maybe just through energy even, they're kind of, you're picking up on their insecurities. And in turn, that's making you, say for example, if they were, say super insecure like saying everybody everybody hates me like i'm weird whatever and you're picking up on that and you actually start agreeing with that like oh this person's weird so it works in that way too but it can also work in a way as of like say you're going on a date with someone and they're in they have insecurities and they're somehow projecting them onto you and you kind of identify yourself with that like subconsciously like you don't even realize you're doing it and then you start feeling insecure yourself. Does that make sense? Yes, perfect sense. I know I'm about to sound like a crazy person, but I'm so big into protecting our energy fields. And energy isn't anything that we can physically see. Mm-hmm. So I, I realize I sound crazy, but I promise. Just <laughs> stick with <laughs> it. Stick with it, yeah. <laughs> so we have done such a good job at clearing up our energy field. And then this is like once you clear it up, then that's when you get to the point in life where whatever is thrown your way, you can trust it because you know that – you can only attract into your life what you're an energetic match to. So mm-hmm. if your energy is clean, then yes. But, and then on the opposite way, if anything with like a negative energy field comes your way or that tries to, your energy will repel that. So it'll fall out of your life one way or another. But if mm-hmm. you force that, like this is why you have to go with the flow and not control anything. Just whatever's going to come into your life, let it, whatever is going to come out, let it go out. But when you try to control and like hold tight to a relationship or you really want the guy to like you, then that's when that happens and their energy is going to weigh you down. Yeah. Yeah. It's something very to really look out for when you're meeting new people, especially dating, because you're it's like a mirror every yes. time we're interacting with someone. And someone put it as all that you like or dislike about this person is an aspect of yourself that you see in them. Yes. If that makes sense. So much sense. Yeah. So it's like, be careful when you are meeting someone, like dating someone and, you know, it's moving fast and they're like, tell you know, they're making you feel good and really kind of like maybe moving fast. There's probably something in them. Okay, no, I'm that makes yeah. perfect sense. That's what I was pretty much saying earlier about the guy that right. I'm dating right now. Like when I was like, if, I'm being bothered by his money situation. It's, I was like, I know it doesn't have anything to do with him. Like what this is, everything in life is a mirror. So like, what do I need to see within myself? And then once I went to Europe and then my cup was filled, Mm -hmm. it made me realize how I was looking for him to fill a money void within me, which comes from insecurities, which explains why I was dating the millionaires when it was never a healthy relationship. Like, yeah, it was a mirror. Exactly. Yeah. And this is like how it works for like avoid, like say you're us dating someone who's avoidant. So avoidant people are also insecure. I think we forget that a lot of times we think, oh, they're just so independent. They don't care. Like they're nonchalant, but they're also like, they're avoidant. They have low self-confidence and low self-esteem. So that's why being with those types of people it's just so detrimental for us as like anxious people because we're going to pick up on their energies too. Like their low self-esteem, their insecurity. Like we already have that. Yeah. And so now we're identif- like we're getting it from them. And so it's just like doubling what we're already feeling. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, that makes so much sense because that reminds me of 
guys that I have met that I think are very independent. And I'm like, why don't they pay more attention to me? And then it kind of starts to make me like feel insecure about myself. Yeah. I'm like, why doesn't he like me? Yeah. Yeah. And the whole time it has nothing to do with you. It's yeah. them, them dealing with their low self-esteem the way that they know how. Yeah. And I know for, for avoiding people, it's like they have a fear of being rejected because they're not good enough. Um, which is, you know, similar to what we experience yeah. too. And yeah, obviously it's the same thing with anxiously attached people. I feel like that probably definitely played a part. And this guy that I was just dating, like we were both, both anxious. He had some insecurities and I was picking up on that and it was making me like, I was feeling like that for a while. And I was like, why am I still feeling like this? Like I already, wait, can you explain the type that you have from the book? Cause so there's anxious yeah, and then avoidant, avoidant. And then what's the type that we need to be secure. with? Oh, okay. Can yeah. you explain what secure is like so people know what to look out for? Yeah. Basically secure is just like someone who doesn't, they don't feel the need to be validated. They don't need like all this attention. They're not needy. They're just comfortable really. And they don't get in though. They, they're also communicative communicative so they'll like be able to communicate with you be vulnerable with you share their feelings like an avoidant person's not going to do that yeah so yeah that that person's gonna hold it all in like they're gonna tell you how they feel they're going to be able to like approach disagreements and arguments from like uh uh, what what would you say like a peaceful place like it's yeah things like an argument all the time because yes they're they're able to like look outside i guess this was literally dawn everything you're saying about the avoidant is oh yeah oh 100 percent. like i would be like what are we doing are we gonna become official or why are we dating long distance like this is stupid we're not seeing each other enough and our entire conversation would just go in circles Mm -hmm. he just wanted to avoid it all he would answer my questions but not directly Mm -hmm. it drove me they're keeping you at a distance yes they don't we can't get too close to you because they're yes yeah they're just scared Holy it's just shit. crazy because and then my ex Parker is the one who we broke up in January, like the most avoidant person I've ever met in my life. Like maybe we can get into that another time, so I can tell you guys some yeah, examples of like avoidant people qualities. But it was just textbook, and it was it was it just makes you feel like shit. Yeah, because you don't really you don't think what's wrong with them. It's just what's wrong with me. Like why yeah. don't they? Why don't they want to get close to me? Oh, yeah. No, mm-hmm. exactly with me and Don. I mean, we talked for an entire year. So I was like, he's giving me enough attention because he's talking to me every day. And he's the one always initiating the mm-hmm. conversation and keeping it going. He's like whining and dining me. He's buying me really expensive gifts. So like, what's wrong with me that we're not taking it to the next step and right. making things official? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's never you. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's never you. So yeah, I think this is just amazing like how far we've come from last year thank even. god oh my god yeah. yeah it's a huge transformation yeah and it's crazy because obviously day to day you don't realize how much you've changed until you stop to think about it like either when you stop to journal or what we're doing right now and then mm-hmm. it's like holy shit like right. take a moment to be proud of yourself oh so proud because i never thought i would move past that i just accepted that's how i was gonna be same I just yeah. thought my life was going to be chaotic forever. Yeah. And then even when I started working with Laura, I was like, okay, like I'll work towards this. But like, I couldn't picture anything else. Oh, yeah. I know. I was like, okay, I'll work on it. But like, I just had no idea what that would look like or feel like. And then just one day, you just kind of realize like, oh, you know, you know what I'm, it's like that oh feeling. This is so <laughs> weird that we're talking about this because this is literally what hit me this morning when I was journaling, when I was writing out how my cup was filled because I knew that I had come back from Portugal, like really excited. It was an amazing trip. But until I sat down to journal about it, I was able to, I guess, like put an end to all my thoughts. I don't know what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. like put them I all together. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, Oh shit, I have filled my cup. And then I was like, Oh shit. The moment is yeah. here. I like, it's actually, it was so surreal. Oh my God. That makes me so happy. I know. <laughs> thank God. And I'm just so grateful. Yeah. Same. Like, thank God we have Laura. Thank God we have Laura. And yeah, just good for us for doing this hard work. Yeah. It's so worth it. Yeah. This is a much better life. Yeah. And that too, when I was like, 
oh wait, my cup is filled. It was like an oh shit. And then oh shit, it just kept getting bigger. Oh shit moments. Cause then I was like, oh my God, I actually love my life. And I'm happy for the first time in my entire yeah. life. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, this is kind of crazy. Cause I literally so was crazy. I literally was thinking the same, this, this past weekend, what? like I was just like driving around in my car and I was like, oh my, oh my God. God. I was just like, I just feel happy. How crazy. You know, I was like, I love my life. You're being so anxious our entire yeah. life. Or like, I, even if you're like, I'm driving around, I mean, I would, I'm either thinking about something that happened in the past or yes. something that's coming up in the future. Yes. But I was just like driving around. I was like, I'm just like, I just like felt happy. And I like thought it to myself. And I was like, I love, like, I just love my life here in Austin. Oh, and like, yeah. Cute. I, <laughs> I really thought I had accepted a year ago when I was so depressed. I was like, I'm either going to die soon or I'll just be miserable for my whole life. Yeah. So to now be here literally in just one year, mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. This yeah. is insane. Yeah. And you can tell it really, you really start to feel that like when you, you go through something like me and you just did where we have like a big realization of, you know, kind of realizing who we are and not repeating past mistakes. Oh my God. And like yes. that's when you really yeah. feel it. It's such a relief. Yeah. Like weight off your shoulders. Yeah. Like, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Yes. Like this morning when I was journaling again, and then I realized like, oh, I actually don't want to jeopardize what I have going on with this guy because I, for the first time in my entire life, value feeling safe and confident with him. And then mm-hmm. it, again, it was a no shit moment where I was like, oh my God, never in my life have I valued this before. And now no. I don't have to worry about being scandalous and promiscuous. Right. Yeah. That really is. That's how I feel too. Like I don't, Ugh. I don't have to worry about like trying to go out and get attention and go home Such with someone to like fill that void and then have them leave the next day. Yes. Like it's just a cycle in the cycle that was like, Yeah. I'm with us. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm so proud oh, of us. Same. <laughs> and all you Delulu besties out there can do it too. Like if you're struggling yes. with any of the stuff that we have, stick with us, follow our advice, <laughs> and you'll get there. Yeah, you will. <laughs> and this is why Danny and I are doing this. Another thing that I really value now is authenticity and going back to my trip in Portugal and then just realizing how everybody here in the U.S. is so sucked into their own worlds and it's just honestly kind of miserable compared Mm -hmm. to how happy and relaxed people were just walking down the street in Portugal and then coming back here and going to the nail salon and all the girls were just sitting there glued to their phones like not interacting I was like they just are lonely they don't talk to enough people throughout the day they don't no one here talks to strangers like all we want is to spread authenticity. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love y'all so much. Go be authentic, smile, talk to strangers, and we'll see y'all next week. See you guys next week.